All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. If you gamble, use your game sense. Stay within your limit. Go to gamesense.ab.ca and learn more. Joins us, Eric. Welcome back to the show, my man. How you doing? I'm all good, my man. Thanks for the brass bonanza, bonanza blast. That was my team. That's uh, oh, dude, same that's as me, the man. Whalers were my team, really. Oh, oh, every, yeah. oh, every Friday, it's positive Friday. We play the bonanza on the show. I love it. So yeah, I do love it. Oh. I love it. Yeah, you're right. It's a rare moment in time where the league, like where the Calgary Flames, are in the spotlight. Listen, the Oilers are used to that over the years for various reasons. Uh, and as long as you have McDavid, you'll always have uh, you know the spotlight. But in Calgary, uh, we don't get the national attention very often. And for the next two weeks, we'll have it. And then we will uh, disappear into oblivion once again. Yeah. Um, You know, you look at it and like, let's start with the Noah Hannafin situation, right? Like it was reported at the start of the season that Hannafin had said the Flames, hey, you know what? I don't want to sign long term. Right. Uh, so even as I think you might even had it like last summer. So are you surprised it's taken this long? Because then there was the report that maybe they were close to getting a deal. So take me through the whole Hannafin situation from going to maybe staying and now going again. Yeah, no, you're, you nailed it. I mean, it, it looked like they had a deal uh, earlier this year. And then uh, if you recall, the Flames had lost, I believe, six in a row or six of their first seven or eight, uh, and, and, and there was a bit of a panic there. The organization said, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to reevaluate everything. We, why are we locking up core players when the core is not getting the job done around here? So they kind of put a kibosh on all 
all contract extension talk with, with Lindholm, with Hannafin, with everybody. And uh, they lost momentum there. And then they re- reopened it and said, you know what, even if we are rebuilding, uh, Noah, you're only 26 years of age. Now he's 27. But at the time he's 26, uh, you could still be, you know, we could still build around you. You're a core piece moving forward. And they had an eight-year, $60 million contract on the table. And uh, Noah just decided last week, after some serious contempla- uh, contemplation, you know, he went home during the All-Star break with his family to Boston, talked about it endlessly, and then just made the tough decision. You know, he, it was a tough decision for him. He likes Calgary. Uh, you know, he, he. but at the end of the day, uh, these guys get that one shot, right? Or if yeah. they're lucky, they get one or two shots to go sign wherever they want. His good friend is Matthew Kachuk. I bet he's heard endlessly about going to work in flip-flops every day. And at the end of the day, I think that's what he's uh, chosen to pursue. I wouldn't be surprised if he signed somewhere way down in the deep, sunny south at some point. Well, when you, you know what? I, yeah, a lot of people, some people said Tampa Bay, which I guess you never rule out Tampa Bay. Uh, Florida, I think would make sense. Florida make the, now to make the trade work, Eric, how obviously the flames, I'm sure, you know, everybody knows the cap situation. They're going to have to retain salary, you retain some salary. You'll get a little bit more in return. What do you think is going to be a realistic return for Hannafin? Uh, I think that you're looking at, at a very base, you know, first rounder, a top prospect. And a, and a serviceable roster player. I, I, I think that's their starting point. It was a, almost identical for Elias Lindholm, and they ended up getting five pieces in exchange for Lindholm, but didn't have to retain any salary. Uh, in this case, yeah, I agree with you. Salary retention is, is very much in play, probably. And I would submit that anything less than three of those three pieces plus plus uh, would be uh, would be disappointing for the Calgary Flames. So. That's what I think they're looking for. And they're a little behind the eight ball, right? Because up until last week, they weren't sure if they were going to be shopping Noah Hannafin. I'm sure many people have called all year long about him, just wondering. Uh, but now that he's fully in play, um, but, you know, they got to catch up and find out exactly who's in, who's out. And, I, I, and, and the funny thing is it's almost clouded by another guy on their roster, Chris Tanev, and I'm sure you were going to go there in a bit, yeah. but, you know, you know, there are teams out there probably going, well, which one do we want? If we're going to make a big trade for a defenseman, do we want Tanev or do we want Hanifin? Because, you know, they're both really solid additions for anybody. Like, I think analytically, um, that pairing is one of the best defensive pairings in the National Hockey League, has been for a couple of years. But which one do you want as a rental? We know which one you'd want moving forward because mm-hmm. one's younger than the other. But uh, and, and going back to Tampa, like Tampa, is, to me, is the perfect fit for Noah Hannafin, if they could come up with the assets, then I think that's where he'd end up. But, you know, they lost Sergachev, and he really does fill a void that he plays a similar sort of – he kind of is a similar player than Sergachev. He can add your offense but also can play every single way you want. So, uh, I, I, you know, it, it'll be very interesting to see who, who steps up and gets each one of those guys. Now, Chris Tanev, I'd heard people thought, you know, a second rounder. I, you watch Tanev closer than I do. And uh, you know what? Uh, the guy's a warrior, but you know, it looks like he's almost hurt every game, right? Like he's blocking shots. Yeah. He looks uncomfortable all the time. Um, like, is is there a concern? Not so much that he can have a good playoff run, but like, would you want to sign him for any longer than two years? Like, does he not just seem like a guy who's who's on the brink of kind of the wheels falling off? Yeah, but you know what, Jason? Like when the Flames acquired this guy, 
as a free agent, what was it, four years ago now. That was the knock on him, too, then. Coming out of Vancouver, I missed a lot of games. He's injured. He's getting old. He's not the Chris Tanev that he was five years earlier. And here we are all these years later, and he was incredibly durable. I think he's only missed 20 games as a Calgary Flame, which is absolutely insane given the way he plays. And, uh, and, and, and he's, you know, he's, he really is one of the best defensive defensemen I've seen in a long time. Like, you know, he really is that, that guy you want on your team. Like, uh, so yeah, that's always a concern that he could get injured. I think the Calgary flames even wanted to sign him for another two year extension because he's such a great role model. Rasmus Anderson said to me, if there's any guy in our organization that should be untouchable, it's Chris Tanev. Never, you know, that's, that's a pretty strong wording. And I think he could be a great mentor for any guy he played with and, and a great defensive partner. But two years is the most the Calgary Flames are willing to extend him. I'm pretty sure at age 34 he wants a four-year deal. Well, I know he wants a four-year deal. Mm. And that's where the conversation kind of ends. Yeah, no, that, that's fair. Now, the Markstrom trade, it sounded like they'd kind of agreed on everything except for salary retention. And at the end, that's what uh, that's what nicks the deal. That Now, do you know how much, like, was it 50% salary retention? Was it 20? What, what was the retention? And was that really the holdup to that deal in New Jersey? You know, only one person's reported that and it's been uh, unsubstantiated. Okay. So I, I don't even want to go there at all. Uh, I, I don't believe that that was the case. But either way, um, I will say this. There is conflicting reports out there uh, uh, about whether the Calgary Flames would be interested in, in salary retention of any sort. Because yeah. historically, the organization has not uh, been very forthcoming when it comes to that. Uh, I can tell you that that is wide open, absolutely 100 percent uh, at Craig Conroy's disposal. He not only just for one player, but he's got three three slots that are all open right now and he could use them all and he will use them all if that's what it calls for. So, um, you know, the Markstrom thing, there's really only been a rumor on one team being interested in him. And this is why I've been kind of saved all along. I, I think this is a summertime deal. Uh, uh, when when you've got a whole lot more teams that have that that have some the, the capacity, the assets, the time and also, you got a handful of teams that will lose in the first or second round and say, God, you know what? We really could have used a, a veteran proven goalie uh, and, and maybe go after Markstrom. So, still got two years left on his deal. I see no rush on this. And, and I think, you know, if that report was correct and they were that close to, uh, to sign him, I don't blame the Calgary Flames for holding out for exactly what they want because uh, they've still got two years left to make this deal. And he's still going to be a hot commodity in the summer no matter what so i'm i i'm not sure i see this deal happening before march 8th hey anything's possible um to me this is a summertime deal all all day long now i i know that you know wolf has uh has been highly rated um but you look at calgary when markstrom's not playing this year eric their numbers aren't very good right like it kind of no. it kind of shows that hey you know that they don't necessarily have the best environment in front of the goaltending right now and markstrom when he's in is playing unbelievable so it may, it's unfair but like i know you could be the best goalie in the american league but the american league is very different than the nhl i've seen lots of you've seen lots of top guys who are geez this guy's got 80 points in the american league can't score to save his life in the nhl like where yeah. are you, where are you on wolf like do we know enough or is there a lot of hype that he's got to live up to that maybe he's a little bit unfair and unrealistic at this point here's where i'm at on dustin wolf uh you know he's played once uh he's got one win this year in five starts he's been beaten up a little bit here his numbers aren't great 
Um, I don't think anybody expects him to come into the NHL in his first year, any goalie yeah. uh, at all. Uh, I look at that poor Devin Levi in Buffalo just getting absolutely crushed, and that's that's on the organization to me. Uh, but you got a situation where if he was six foot five, I'd sit here and say, you know what, he's been the most outstanding goalie each of the last four years in every league he's played in. He's by far the best, you know, goaltending prospect on the planet. That's not in the NHL. But if he was six foot five, there'd be no questions about it. I think he could make that final step. But the question mark that surrounded him his entire life, and the reason why he was a last round pick, is because he's barely six feet tall and he's about 160 pounds. And uh, and that's a big question mark for a guy. Uh, the shooters are that much better in the American Hockey League. The game is that much faster. Uh, the adversity you face is that much you know stronger. So uh, there are still lots of questions. I think he could be a, a, an NHLer. I absolutely do. Um, I think he still he has obviously a long way to go before he can prove that he can be the superstar that he's been in the Western Hockey League and the American Hockey League. Yeah, for sure. What about uh, Dan Vladar? Where do you come out on him? I think pretty much any team in the league would like to have him as their backup. Uh, I'm not sure there's a team in the league who thinks that he's capable of stepping in and being a starter right now. Uh, I, again, they're very happy with him as a backup. Um, you know, again, these are all issues. You know, when you ask about Markstrom, you have to factor in those two guys. Yes. Um, you know, this is a team that's only three points out of a playoff spot. And yes, that's that's an eternity behind the the, the group when there's like four or five teams chasing the spot and you're about to lose your best defensive pairing and trade market. Um, you know, it's a long shot at best for the Flames to stay in, in this race. But if you trade Markstrom, then, then it's over that day, that minute, mm-hmm. uh, because he's keeping them in games that they don't belong in. And so, uh, you know, the, the debate internally, I'm sure is, okay, what's best for Wolf? Cause that's what this is really all about. You got two of the years left with Markstrom, but, you're trying to open up room for Wolf to see if you've got your goalie of the future that you think you have. Is he best served playing with Vladar and they get lit up every night and this team goes team tank like that they, they vowed never to do? Or is he better served, you know, under Markstrom for a couple of years where he only gets about 30 starts a year, but he's learning from one of the better goalies in the league. It's, these are all debates that they've got to have. The one thing I will say is I don't know if Vladar's contract is tradable. Uh, he's making... Uh, what is he? Two point nine million. Yeah, it's two two plus a year. Um, that's a almost impossible contract to trade when his numbers are as bad as they are right now. Again, the eye test. He's a really solid backup, and, and you guys saw him the last time the Battle of Alberta was on. He was spectacular until he let in a real fluky goal at the end. Um, but he, his numbers. If you're a GM and you're going to stick your neck out and spend, you know, valuable, you know, ass, uh, you know cap space on him it's tough to go to the public and sell this guy who's got like a 3.35 goals against average 885 save percentage it's not it's not something you can do yeah no that's yeah 2.2 i just looked it up 2.2 mil 2.2, for, yeah. for vladar and yeah i don't because uh, i know there's teams out there like there's a few teams new jersey obviously wants a starting goaltender a lot of the rest are just looking for goaltending depth and you know um yeah you know if calgary would eat half then maybe but uh anytime you eat salary you want to uh, you got to get more in return. So, uh, lastly, do you, is there anybody else on that roster that, uh, that you see, you know, if they're open for business, like, do you see a team saying, Hey, this is a guy that, that we think we would like that's realistic? Like, I don't think they're not going to trade, you know, Sharon Govich or anybody like that, but do you see anybody else that, that could potentially be moved between now and, uh, the eighth? Yeah, I guess, I guess you can't rule anybody out because it's time for a significant overhaul and that's, that's what they're hell bent on doing. You know, I, I, I hate throwing names out there because I don't want to start the rumor mill, but 
you know, you, you look at guys who have one year left on their contract, like, like a, I guess, Andrew Mangiapane's got one year left on his contract that maybe the organization looks and says, well, we don't think we can sign him past this year or, or we, yeah, don't, okay. we may we not may be interested in signing. I don't know, but I'm just not sure. He's not exactly having a banner year, so I'm not sure there's huge value in trading at Andrew Mangiapane right now. It's not like he's, you know, just finished his 35-goal season like he did a couple of years ago, and he's a hot commodity. So, I, I you know, I guess very few names would surprise me, uh, but I think the focal point, and it does take up all their energy right now, looking at those three guys that we've discussed and debating what you're going to do with them, and in Markstrom's case, if you're going to move them. Like, that, that, that is all-consuming, I think, to this organization. Yeah, well, like moving Markstrom, as you said, Eric, you move him and you're done. Like, you could move your two defensemen. You're probably going to have to bring a defenseman back anyway, just to, you know, to make the cap space work for the end of the year. Yeah. And with Markstrom there, you still maybe could get in because St. Louis is going to probably sell off some pieces. And uh, who knows, Nashville and Seattle might do the same thing. So I do agree with you that if you keep Markstrom, you at least keep the opportunity alive. Whereas if the other two, you can move them, you probably still have a chance. Exactly. And you know what? This is a young team. Like they've integrated a lot of youngsters in this lineup. And, and to be quite honest, like, it's kind of unfair to your room. You know, they, they've. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Work pretty hard to stay in this race against some pretty significant odds. Uh, you got all these youngsters who are who are doing yeoman's work. Um, and, and, you know they're calling it a retool on the fly, and then you go and gut them. You know right before the trade deadline by trading away your MVP. Hey, at the end of the day, long term has to take precedence for this organization in terms of planning. And good on Conrad for biting the bullet and maybe having to do something like that. But man, what kind of message does it send when the team's busted their hump to stay in this? Um, and, and there's a, you know, I guess there's a chance they could stay in this and get you a couple playoff dates. Uh, but boy, if you, <laughs> you're right, it would go thump in a hurry if uh, oh, you traded yeah. Barksdale. Oh, yeah. yeah, it would be, it would be an ugly, fi- and, an and ugly this finish. City, it's, it's interesting, Jason, because this city is like, 
divided. I wrote a column today saying, you know, last night's game was another example. They beat, you know, Boston in a thrilling game, all because of Markstrom. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I I said that's another example of why you don't trade him because he he still gives you a chance, plus, plus, plus. And, uh, you know, and and it's about a 50-50 split in this city. Half people want, you know, team tank in this organization to finally get a good draft pick because they've never drafted higher than fourth, you know, in the history of the Flames. And uh, and they're sick of being in the mushy middle where this organization's been for 30 years. Yeah, the problem is uh, tanking once does nothing. You'll just, you know what, uh, uh, those who want tank are the ones, I don't think, who ever buy tickets, right? And they, yeah. can, and they can shut the TV off in an instant when it goes bad because that's easy to do. Cause, but it is hard yeah. to say, hey, you want, I'll, 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 I will commit right now for the next decade of my season tickets and you go in a tank. Like, trust me, that's because it's easy to, to say, hey, I'll watch the team from afar and stuff. But when you want to spend all that much money knowing the team isn't good, it's a lot harder to do. Absolutely, and and you know I, I know that management points to Buffalo and and yeah. Edmonton's probably a bad example right now because because it, but it took so a decade, good. man. It took a long time, and there's no there's no guarantee you're ever going to bounce back. Or yeah. you know, look, you could be Buffalo and, yeah. and Detroit taking forever to do this. And and as we know, you know, the backdrop of all this is that there's a new arena coming in three to four years. And, you know, everybody says they're all on board for Team Tank until their new arena is ready. And then by that team, the team will be peaking. Well, it doesn't happen like that, uh, everybody. I try to remind everyone. Oh, yeah. Team Tank is never a one-year thing. I actually looked into it. did all study. A real rebuild, like a true one, is minimum eight years of suck. So uh, that's uh, it's never good. Uh, you can retool maybe and get lucky like the Rangers and win a draft lottery and then sign an Artemi Panarin and stuff like that that can expedite things a bit. But most of them take eight years, right, uh, to be any sort of good. And it's a uh, and even then there's no guarantee. So uh, it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens, Eric. Always good to talk to you, my man. Have a great weekend. All right, bud. We'll see you tomorrow. You bet.